0: Hey, hockey fans. Welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm here back at Sunset Studio for the first time in a while with our head honcho, Paul McClain. We got Jess chiming in from Singapore. Uh, A little under the weather, folks, but he he was listed as day-to-day today. But since it's playoff time, he's in the lineup. Jess, how
1: you feeling, buddy? That's right, boys. I mean, you know what? This time of year, you just, you gotta, you gotta be better than that. You gotta rise above. So I'm here, boys. When I heard the studio was back open, there's no way I was missing this one. Booyah.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Let's get
1: right to it, boys. We got a lot to
0: talk about today. Uh, our first period tonight's brought to you, as always, by the China Hockey Group.
2: Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family oriented group of ice hockey leagues. Training programs and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels, from the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Island League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues, which include the SCIHL for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full-contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG Showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of Warrior and power equipment. For more information about their programs, check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com.
0: That's China Hockey Group. Com. All right, I'll kick off tonight's uh first period, Jess, with the wrong s-
2: answer. With the oh, wrong God. answer, hey, he That's was hot it. last week, boys. Oh, uh, he was, he hockey. was two for three, two for three, two for three. Okay, <laughs> one of my favorite players in the whole history of hockey is Stevie Y over Stevie Eiserman. Um, he got 500 goals one year, not in one season, but he got a 500th goal. <laughs> <clears throat> Which of these goalies did he score the 500th goal on? Oh. Was it Dominic Hasek? Was it Patrick Waugh? Was it Mike Dunham? Or was it Freddie Braithwaite?
1: Oh, Paulie, I'm starting one. to figure out, man. You, you sometimes throw these random names in that I've never heard of. <laughs> and I'm starting to think you try to trick me with the big boys. I'm going, I'm going, uh, what's his name? Dunham. I'm I'm going right after you. I'm going right in. I'm Dunham. Do it. Dunham. All right. I'm going with the great
2: Freddie Brathwaite. Ah, I'm going with a different answer than both of you guys. (laughs) Back on track, folks.
0: Patrick Waugh. Damn it. Oh, uh,
2: perfect.
0: <laughs> I should have known you'd be throwing shade at me, somehow Ah,
2: uh, you know. fucking oh. <laughs> 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 Studio's back. <laughs> 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 Studio's back. <laughs> we'll dig <laughs> we'll that one out. Uh, it's, uh, is, it, is it hard to tell that we're already drinking this early in the
0: morning? I was just going to say, boys, this Spill of the Week is brought to you by our good friends at the Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. I'm actually a little too close to the keg right now, folks. I'm in the foyer of the uh, of the studio. So um, yeah, so be careful in this one. Yes, got to be careful, Paul. Got to be careful. Uh, but tonight, our spill of the week is always uh, check out Yardley Brothers HK. Get some of their fine products delivered to your doorstep. And if you have a t- have time this weekend, stop by 62 Peel Street to their new cafe and bistro. They've got some incredible little uh, food items. It seems, Paulie, those layered French fries look pretty. Yeah, pretty those amazing. are delicious. Had them the other night. Oh, I saw yeah. the pictures Gary Jones did, and I wanted them. So. Oh, you
2: saw them? I even I haven't seen them yet. They're oh pretty incredible.
0: The pictures of us or the pictures of the food? The food. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Gary
2: was taking pictures of us. We. Were, I was a model this week. You well, imagine. you're always a model, Bob. <laughs> model citizen.
0: Yeah, exactly. So this week, guys, my spill of the week is plays that are not reviewable. I think you know. We've had a lot of controversial plays, a lot of big calls that have, and everyone's so zoned in on officials right now. It seems like we talk about officials throughout the entire playoffs. And I understand why situations amped up. Everyone's fired up about every little call that's made or not made. And to me, I think, you know, the NFL gets this one right where they review every scoring play. I just wish that the NHL would kind of take on this uh, mantra because there's things being missed uh, sometimes that are, you know, Definitely affecting the outcome of a game. And I don't know why we don't just take the time to get it right. I mean, why is there some things that we can review? I know we can't start reviewing every single penalty, but there's no reason in my mind why we cannot review every goal that happens. Um, So that's my spill. What are your guys' thoughts on this one?
1: You know, I'm actually of a different mind. I think that the reviews, it takes away from. Like if you, if you boil it down, right, this is an entertainment business, right? We love the sport. You know, we have uh, the passion for the game. We've grown up loving it, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's an entertainment business. And for me, I think like with the offside challenges, I like that they've changed the rule where they've added a penalty in where, because they had to reduce it because every single goal, right? Like think of the electricity in a playoff goal when it's scored, like if you if every single goal goes in and then everyone has to go back to the bench and wait, and then they'll point at center ice after, I think it takes away from, from the entertainment value. And then it also just takes away from you know the the trust and the onus of the referees. If you're reviewing it anyway, why even bother to have referees? You know, I so I was
2: just gonna say,
1: yeah. So yeah. I think you know what Ivany, you you you've ref me before. I love to give it to referees. If anything, it's one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. But
1: I will say that the refs get it right way more than they get it wrong it's just everything is so tuned in right now and and we're talking about fractions of inches here and such a fast game and um you know i think if you do that it it comes down to a dangerous road because then what you know what can't you review then everything will be reviewed how far back can you go like i think it's a slippery slope
0: yeah it definitely is jess but i think like it's kind of the evolution of where the game's going. It is entertainment, like you said, but this is one of the biggest businesses in the world. And the amount of money that's being put in, just think about like uh, the gambling now, which is actually legal. Mm. It's been going on forever, but it's actually legal now. Um, so those types of things, when there's that much money on the line, the players are making that. like, there's, it's such a business now. It's kind of the mm. evolution of the game. I do agree. It's a slippery slope. I don't want to take game management away from referees at all. But um, I think scoring plays once a goal goes in, the officials that are in Toronto watching the goal by the time the team is done celebrating, they should already know if it's a goal or not. And then if they're going to do the face off, you might hear a buzzer if if they need to go look at something and it might happen once in a while. But I just think it takes away from a lot. It will take away from a lot of the arguments um, when you when you take that a little bit of onus away from out of the referee's hands, because like you said the game is so fast and things happen and things get missed but when there's a hundred cameras in the rink and everyone in the rink has a cell phone camera things are going to get caught on camera it just makes everyone look bad when things mm. don't get right and i'm just of the mantra that let's get it right guys and yeah. a goal in the playoffs let's get it right so yeah. I, and I, but i totally see your side and uh yeah so that's I just wish that, you know, we could have a little bit of a, and it, this system is just being tweaked. I mean, it's evolving right in front of our face. Uh, this didn't exist a decade ago. And here we are. So,
1: hmm. yeah, this, uh, yeah, that's the spill of the week for me. Jess, make us feel a little bit better, would you? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll take a quick pause from the NHL. But don't worry, uh, listeners, we'll dive right back in. Uh, This week's found feel good story brought to you by found we've been talking about it all season long Uh, found is the original CBD cafe and store in Asia. You got to check them out. You discover their range of high quality and effective CBD oils and food and beverage products. They got stores all over Hong Kong. Uh, We've been talking about it all year uh, long. Check them out at found.hk. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook as well and use discount code ATP 10 for 10% off purchases. So boys found feel good story. I feel like this isn't getting a lot of attention and love right now, just with all the great uh, hockey we've been seeing in the NHL, the Memorial cup is uh, underway and it's heating up in the beautiful town of St. John, new Brunswick. Um, they've got a great rank. there. Harbor station is one of my favorite rinks to play. And when I played uh, in Halifax at the, the time, they they weren't a, a, a great team. They were just off kind of that powerhouse. They have but. Um, they, they play, uh, Schwinigan, I think tomorrow to see who's going to go to the semifinal, but it's been some great hockey, uh, going into the tournament, the four teams we've got, we've got Edmonton who's now, uh, officially out. They were a major favorite going into it. We've got the sea dogs, the, the host team, Schwinigan and Hamilton, Hamilton, their star is Mason McTavish. Who we all fell in love with that world juniors. There's some excellent, excellent hockey being played. If you get a chance to check out that, uh, Memorial cup is one of the best times of the year for, for hockey.
0: Yeah, just totally. I was just talking to my dad about this. He's been taking in some of the games and all I'm seeing is the scores, but it seems like every game's really close, really competitive, and it's what you want in a short little tournament like this. The best teams uh in K- best junior teams across the country. The Sea Dogs, the host team, lost in the first round. They had a tremendous uh, regular season ended up losing in the first round uh, but here they are a month and a half later or whatever it is hosting yeah. uh, Jess, I, I read an interesting story Jess, about the players getting dressed somewhere else and being bust yeah what's
1: going on there tell yeah, me So, the inside so what happens camera. right is is uh is the the practice facility in St. John is uh about 20 I think it's about 20 20 minute drive away from from the rink but all your gear is kept within harbor station so teams who I think aren't playing to who want to get a skate in, they have to go in, they put their gear on in the rink, they jump on the bus and they go across. That's that as funny as that is, like the home dressing type of thing, it, yeah. it, it's kind of funny, but it's actually more common than you think. When I played in Halifax, uh, you know, the, the rink uh was the main kind of entertainment center in, in um in the city. So if there was something going on, concert or whatever, we put our gear on at the rink and then we'd have to to bus over to the other rink. It wasn't as far, like it was only like a 10-minute drive, but yeah, you'd see all these guys and, and and we had to drive ourselves out so you'd be full gear in, in, in traffic. People looking at you like you completely <laughs> lost your mind. But uh, one, just one more thing about the Mem Cup too. Like you just said, St. John, this always gets attention every year. So the host nation, for our listeners may don't understand, the host nation, the host team <laughs> yeah. uh, gets an automatic buy to the Memorial Cup. And the rest of the teams, you have to win your league to, to go. Um, St. John, and, and every time a team loses and gets in like that, it, it's always kind of a, a – uh, Do they deserve like, it? Yeah, but St. John, so St. John loses in the first round, they actually fired their coach and they brought in legendary coach from university, of New Brunswick, um, uh, Gardner McDougall, who is just, uh, you know, has been incredible, uh, for, for that, uh, franchise. So they brought him in, uh, to, to, you know, coach the teams. So very interesting. Now all the twenties from St. John are for sure going to go out to Umb. So that's great. But uh, no, so just a bit interesting there. So it, uh, yeah, if you get a chance to watch that, it's all excellent. Uh, take a break from from uh, while we patiently wait for the next game six in the uh, cup final. Check out some Mem Cup action.
0: That's a pretty interesting fact, Jess, and a great trivia question for the future. Has that ever happened? A team uh, fires their coach right before playoffs or in the playoffs?
1: It happens quite a bit, actually. I've seen it before where uh, actually a crazier story was, uh Schwinigan, they had they had won the Mem Cup. Believe it or not, it was Schwinigan and St. John. I think it was hosted in Schwinigan. Uh, and Schwinigan ended up beating St. John that year. This would have been uh maybe 2012, I think. The Schwinigan loses early. They had loaded up, they were supposed to be the favorite. They fire their coach, but they couldn't find a replacement, so they bring him back. And then they end up winning the Mem Cup. And then he goes in and coaches a different team next year. So oh crazy. Oh, my
0: gosh. That is crazy. I mean, junior hockey is, is a gong <laughs> show a, at, at, at west, times. Yeah. It's the Wild West. But, I yeah. mean, just uh, this is a, an, an amazing tournament and, and great quality of hockey. And we're going to see all the future NHL stars playing. So, yeah, yeah I yeah. totally agree there, Jess. So, I'm going to save the big bite of the week, Jess, until the second period to lead us into our uh, discussion on the, on the finals here. Yeah. Um, why don't you uh, drop a song sleeper on us?
1: Yeah, okay, sure. So, uh this week I want to talk a little bit about um uh you know, a, a part of a what makes good NHL teams so great. It's something I think a lot of people sleep on. And Paulie, you know this, I love talking about my D-man, but this D-core. is especially <laughs> That's right, the decor. But D-core, but what I want to really dive into is the depth on the back end. So, this segment's brought to you by Psalm. Again, we've been talking about this all year long. SOM is like the Red Bull for sleep. You drink a can 30 minutes before you go to bed. It'll help you fall asleep faster and sleep better throughout the night. I'm going to be drinking some Psalm as I patiently wait for game six coming up. Um, you check them out at GetSOM.com. Again, use discount code ATP10 to keep the lights on at the studio. Uh, check it out. So, you know,
2: uh, Yardley Brothers kind of has the same effect on me. You drink a couple of pints of that right before you go to bed.
1: Good <laughs> night. Good. <laughs> yeah you okay. drink a few yardlies you, you'll wake up and not remember what the heck just happened uh cheers yardlies cheers to Psalm up oh, boys I, I wish i was in the studio right now having a yardlies with you guys it looks so good So our listeners out there i'm so jealous right now sitting in singapore it's a rainy day here and it's just the nicest day they don't have yardlies ever in to sing singapore out. yet you gotta make that you gotta make that higher. oh
0: now we're talking hey guys right. franchise
1: opportunity here we go <laughs> <laughs> what's your so, sleeper baby yeah. So the sleeper, so depth defense boys. So I want to have a bit of a discussion here and let's just talk about the two teams in the final. And we can talk about some of the other excellent NHL teams The the importance of kind of your, your three, like your third defenseman to your six or seven and just how effective these guys are. So some perfect examples in just the game today, right? Eric Chernak, I mean, Ruda scored a big goal. Eric Johnson, like these guys might not be putting points up on the board. And actually, as a matter of fact, a lot of times these guys aren't even noticed during the game. You know, like I wouldn't even put McDonough in that in that bracket because I think he's kind of a top two uh, defenseman. But, you know, you look around at the NHL, the teams who have success every single year are teams with very solid, uh, I almost want to say mature Decores, right? Like you're gonna have your guys that are just rock stars, McCarrs, the yossi's you know, when Eric Carlson was buzzing. But it's kind of the the, w- the way you round it out, right? I think depth forwards get a lot of love when you kind of get that secondary scoring or you get some shutdown players. But I don't think we talk enough about um you know guys like Eric Chernak, and you know he's a guy I really want to focus on in this. Yes, uh, in game what was it game four? He blocks Nate's one timer, leaves the game. Right? He comes back tonight or uh as we record this the game just ended so he played today and i was watching him closely there was a power play uh where colorado had and he's right back out there blocking these shots like you know if you're a listener and you don't think the the bench sees this and this isn't like a just an absolute way to jack the team up man I love watching these guys Uh, and one other story I'll say is I remember when Jonathan Taves, they were talking about their cup wins and and they asked him, you know, what was one thing you remember about this run? And this was when they were, you know, their, their dynasty years. And he says in the conference final, they were playing Nashville. And this was the thing he remembered most about the cup final. Uh, They were playing Nashville and Shea Weber was a five on three and he had back-to-back one-timers and Oduya was basically yelling at the team. Like I got the shot. I got the shot. And he lays out blocks, two to row, massive blocks. And he goes, that's what I remember the most. So, you know, I think we're sleeping on the importance and the effectiveness of depth defensemen. I, I even sometimes think GMs in the NHL, they want to go the younger, dynamic route. But, man, you need to have these types of guys, boys.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Jess. Uh, we talk a lot about the depth of forwards, and we underappreciate those depth defensemen. And it comes... You know, when a team like, you know, Tampa has Chernak and Ruda scoring goals, blocking shots, putting, you know, shutting down teams' top lines, these these are the things that most hockey fans aren't noticing during the game. And uh, it's definitely, it, it just goes to show like how, how evenly matched these teams are at the end of the day. Yeah. It's who's willing to, who's willing to, 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 to you know, take one in the teeth, yeah. jump yeah. in front of a puck face first. I mean, it's easy to say like, sit in the crowd and tell people to block shots but when you've done that for 28 maybe 30 games in a row in a month and a half yeah. in the playoffs oh my gosh Jess I mean yeah. talk about the abuse and the
1: ban- like your body's just bang and, and too, and, and one other thing I'll say is you know like you I mean you just nailed it on the on the head but the last thing I'll say is like this is a tough role to play like every defensive NHL is great everybody wants to be a top two top three guy skill guy like you know when Manson, Manson's another great example, right? He gets yeah. traded. It's kind of a big trade. This guy was playing some big minutes at Anaheim tonight. I think he only played 14 minutes. So it's almost like a role that you don't necessarily want to be in, but the ones who do it the best, they just accept it. And they say, you yeah. know, we have Makar, we have Byron, we have these guys who are going to be the, the kind of the horses on the back end. and I'm going to play my fine my finite role and I'm going to do it excellent. And, you know, I had a coach one time say like, um, your goal should be not, to be noticed like that you should go the whole game and someone be like, was he playing tonight? Like, and that, that's kind of it. So uh, to me, that is what makes NHL teams who have success. That's the big difference in Boston had that for a long time, Paul, to get your Boston Bruins in here. Cause we haven't talked about them in a while.
2: Thanks, buddy. But uh
1: um, yeah, boys, that, that's what I'm sleeping on. Uh Get my decor back in, back in the mix here. So that's it boys. That's the sleep wake of the week.
0: Up, wake up on those depth D boys. All right, let's go on to our second period tonight, brought to you as always by our good friend, Brandon Mullen at accessoryhouseglobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across
2: the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at the TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20 off.
0: Tell them across the pond, sent ya. All right. Tonight's second period, folks, I'm going to kick off tonight's second period with, with a our second ba- wrong
2: answer. Second wrong answer. That's right, folks. That's right. We're going to get two wrong answers in a row here. Uh, let's make it easy. Um, let's go with this one. OK, boys. NHL. Never hear of it. There's a player. <laughs> <laughs> Which NHL player has played the most regular season wins during his career? Which most- NHL player played in the most regular season wins
1: in his career? Oh, wow. Okay. Mm, there's a couple of different ways to go about this, Ivany. Is it just about volume? Like a guy like Chris Chelios who played for 65 years? <laughs> I hope we have
0: some choices here, Jess. I mean, I'm waiting for multiple choice here.
2: Okay. Got a multiple choice for you then. Yes. Okay. Was it Mark Messier? The moose. Was it Scott Stevens? The devil. Was it the great Ray Bork? Or was it the great one?
1: Wayne Gretzky. Well, who had the most regular season wins in their career uh, Yeah. Ray Bork did play for a long time but he never won a cup no so what was, it what was the second they choice
0: they we have, we have mess uh, second choice
2: uh how did I do it? I did mess Stevens Bork Gretzky
1: yeah hmm. okay Stevens had some big years too though mm. You
0: think? I'm, go, I'm going mess on this one. Um, Just I think when he, he, he towards the end of his career, he was still on a good team. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Play with New I'm York go at the with, end, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with mess. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Stevens. I'm going a bit off the off the track here. I'm going okay. with Stevens. Good guesses, boys. Good
2: guesses. Uh, come on, Polly. But. Ivan, he's wrong. Jesse you're right. Scott Stevens was, baby. Yeah. Yes, he's on the board, folks. Yeah. Back, back on the board, baby. Come player back. performance is never evaluated by the number of the team wins, but the stats are fascinating. Stevens has been on the winning end for more regular season games than anyone else in the league in history. Larry Robinson wow. has the best winning percentage of 59%. And only forward in the top five in the team wins category is Marc Messier. So, Stevens has holy smokes. What's this? I'm not even gonna get into these numbers. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, crazy numbers crazy. Yeah. No, yeah. Numbers guy. Yeah. Numbers yeah. guy. Yeah, numbers guy. Stevens, it is. Stevens it is. Stevens, yes. it is. Yes, <laughs> Stephens, uh, he won yeah. he won a lot.
1: He won yeah, a lot anybody. He, <laughs> he won a lot.
0: I think it's like ended, ended yeah. a few careers as well. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Anyway, Paulie, that's a great question. Yeah. And yeah. uh yeah, good call, Jess. Yeah. nice, so, nice guys. one. Jess Our big bite of the week. I mean, this, I mean, I'm going to talk about the Tampa Bay lightnings resilience here, and this is not to take away from the character of the Colorado team or any other team in the playoffs, but what I've seen this team bounce back from the way they've been able to go down in a series, not panic. It's just so, it's so amazing to see the character that this team has. And, on the ice they're the way their team plays it starts at the back end with vazzi he has the same amount of confidence with 30 seconds left in the game coming out to play a puck that he does in the first period on the first shift and that to me it just like spews out like rays of energy to the rest of the team like you said Jess, the the guys that are sacrificing themselves their bodies blocking shots i wanted to mention nick paul because he was third, just be like 30 seconds less ice time today than Kucherov and Stamkos. 30. A guy that could barely make it down the ice a couple, the, in the last game. He had to leave the ice. He couldn't even skate. Mm-hmm. And he's out there tonight playing 21 minutes, diving in front of pucks, getting scoring chances, putting it on the line. And I mean, I'm not going to, like I said, not taking away from what other players or other guys are doing out there. But this Tampa team... You know, and I got a lot of questions about Cooper's press conference the other night. What did you think of what, what he did? And to me, it was just another example of Cooper throwing his team on his back and motivating the hell out of them the next game. Because, hey, guys, we kind of got duped here. I'm not going to cry about it because that's not going to get us anywhere. No. I'm going to let you guys cry about it in the media. And we're going to go on and play the next game like it's do or die. And we're going to play the best game game that we can this team is injured they're banged up both teams are but it's just something about this third Stanley Cup run the amount of games this team has played in three years the sacrifices these guys have made with their bodies their time their families everything and it's Mm -hmm. just incredible to me to see such
1: resilience in this team and and it just goes to show the character that's in that dressing room I mean not much more to be said on that Ivany. you nailed it this is a very special group that, that we're witnessing and what they've been able to accomplish. And not even just the last three years, like they've went to, I think it was six conference finals in the last eight seasons. So, you know, what, what, another thing I'll say is there's, there's kind of two types of, you know, uh, going for it. So, so one thing I was watching in the game today, right. Colorado, they come home, they're up three, one, the cups in the building, they have a chance. Right. So I was wondering that, And I think it was in the broadcast, Kevin BX made an excellent point where it was just like, you know, of course, these guys in Colorado, they're thinking about, you know, if they win, what that means for their careers, what it means for your contracts, the families, everything they've worked for. And of course, everyone's about remaining focused and you're going to do whatever it takes. And I think one of the things that Colorado actually, what what hurt them today, it wasn't completely not a lack of effort, but I actually think they were going a bit too much. Like there was some over back checking where there was just some missed assignments where guys are standing wide open in front of the net, like the winning goal. Right. So, so to your point, Tampa Bay has never changed the way they've played. Like it just seems like they're just an even keel at all times. They're up, they're down in a series, their backs against the wall. They lost this guy. They lost that guy. They come out, they play the same way. No one's losing their mind. No one's losing control. I thought tonight, you know, you saw some examples where there, you know, there might have been some missed calls here or there. And it really seemed like, I mean, we talked about it uh, during the game, but Colorado was kind of losing their edge and losing their cool. That does not happen in Tampa Bay. That never happens, dude. And, And, and you nailed it. Like it's resilience. This is like proper championship DNA. It is, it is incredible, incredible to watch this group.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more to that, Jess. I mean, the DNA thing, it's like that, like you said, they've been a, a really good team for a long time. And and the way that they they're playing the same way as if they were up to nothing, but they're down to nothing. And that's another example of that, not just Vazzy, but like the game-winning goal today. Um, Victor Hedman didn't even hesitate to jump down in that play. I mean, there's he has so much confidence to jump in the play, mm-hmm. get down in the corner, you know, there's eight, 10 minutes left, whatever it was today when they scored the game winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's down there because he trusts himself. He trusts his team. He trusts his system. He knows that they're allowed to jump up in the play when he gets a chance because someone's covering for him. And those little things, man, they go so far. And yeah. and I was, it's just so cool to see this dynasty happening right in front of our eyes, because if you're ever going to build a hockey team, like their best player, arguably uh, the last couple of seasons, and especially in the playoffs have been Braden Point and he's not even there right now. And it just doesn't stop this team. You think they're down. You think they're, they're not going to be able to pull it off again. They're too banged up. They're too injured. And then all of a sudden, Hey, and that, and on the game winning goal, Jess, I mean, is, is there a moment that's too big for the Tampa Bay lightning? Because I don't think there is. And I saw that moment today where it was too big for Kemper. I mean, he missed that. He made, he, 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 That was a save he should have made on Polat, in my opinion. That that was a very readable play. Uh, There was a wide open pass from the corner. Whether he was misreading it or someone was blocking him or not, it just seems like that moment got to him. And it doesn't get to Vazzy because he's got that mentality. He's got the winning mindset. And these guys, Colorado has got to get over that hump. And if they can pull it off and win this year, they might win three cups in a row like Tampa did. They're so close yeah to, that little difference man that little bit of confidence that little bit of extra ability to hold on to the puck is is what's making the difference for tampa right now keeping them in the series against the team that's been outplaying them a lot and a lot of the
1: time in the series i in my opinion tampa only run one two in a row not three in a row what's that well they're their third cup they're third cup right now so if yeah, they, they win didn't. they'll
0: have three yeah oh i thought you said they they won i was like Well, no, no, no,
1: no. Three.
2: <laughs> speaking of the future three cups cancer, in a row
0: yeah. And if they can pull it off and win this year, they might win three cups in a row like Tampa did. They're so close. I knew it. I thought you weren't a numbers guy, Polly. Listen, Pauly just, <laughs> Pauly's just still so kind of, yeah, that's right.
2: This Yardley's so, voice, this Yardley's is great. Yeah, every just once dust in a while, up. every once in a while, I listen to what you guys are saying. <laughs> I don't listen to all of what you say. but um, I don't uh, blame you there, Polly. but shake this, that dust off from last night, buddy. This
0: hardwood, Hardwood, uh, lager is delicious. It's great. It job. is. All right, gentlemen. Um, let's keep this, t- let's keep this going. Um, I mean, there's been so much, uh, debate about the series. Um, I just want to get Jess, first of all, I want to get your overall thoughts, uh, anything else we're missing right now. That's jumping out at you about this series.
1: Look, I actually think, I mean, I, I kind of talked about it a little bit already today. Today was the first time where, um, it, it almost looked like, again, Colorado is just they were doing a little bit too much, honestly, which is weird to say, like they were doing a little bit too much. I think they were trying to, to put that extra effort in to get over that hump to bring the cup in. And I actually think it took away from their game. Um, but, you know, I think they're going to be a mature enough group to to identify that and, and almost just kind of take a breath a little bit, get on the road. Um, it, it's great that they're not, they're not down. Like it's not game seven. Um, I think game six on the road, They're going to be away from the city. They'll be out of the. I think that's really going to help them. So I I have a feeling that Colorado might take it in Game Six. Um, One other thing I'll say, man, Nikita Kucherov. Watching this guy play, so so the way Colorado plays, right? They're a puck control dominant team. They play so fast, um, and, and they're up and down the zone all the time. And there's stretches where Tampa Bay won't won't have much, but this is what makes Kucherov so. Such a game breaker. So, on the winning goal, right? I mean, he didn't make the play. He didn't make the pass, but it's a stretch pass up, right? And things are kind of going crazy. The fans are going nuts. This guy gets the puck. And every time, to our listeners, next time you watch this game, watch what happens to the pace of the game when he picks up the puck. It's like everything just slows down and it just opens up. And he'll skate to an area that it's like, where are you going? What are you doing? And he'll just make this crazy little pass. And then all of a sudden the whole ice just opens up and it happened on this goal. He comes across the ice. Like everything just slows right down. He makes the play. And then all of a sudden Hedman's in, in the corner playing catch with Sergachev on the blue line, which is just shocking. But that's what makes this guy a game breaker. He's not like a Nate McKinnon where he'll just like bust through the zone with this horsepower. But when he gets the puck, everything just calms down, slows down and he'll find anybody on the ice. And yeah. that's just another thing I wanted to mention. I was blown away at his game today. It's easy to get kind of lost in the numbers, but His ability to just break a game down like that's it's such an incredible skill set that he has. It's really remarkable to watch. Actually,
0: there's there's very few players in the league just that have that ability. And you're you're dead on on this one. And it's because you can't you can't chase him. You can't you got to let him come to you because he'll make you look stupid. Yeah. I mean, so when he gets the puck, people have so much respect for his ability to beat them one on one that it's like the whole game slows down around them. And I wanted to touch on one more thing, Jess. Um, there's been so much back and forth about the officiating, um, but here's my question. We've got different officials doing different games here. So today you had a new crew doing a game uh, in in Colorado that did then did the last game. Um, so as a player, as a guy who's been through some wars and some long series, Would you rather have two guys that are, you know, have their pulse on the series, their pulse on the games? Would you rather have them follow the series along or would you rather have some different perspectives from different refs?
1: A hundred percent. I'd rather keep the same refs the entire the entire uh, series. A hundred percent. You know, every single shift, you know, these guys are kind of in it with you and it almost gets this almost sort of a respect factor with the, between the refs and players, they know when guys are trying to pull a fast one, they know, like I, I think there was a, one or two instances tonight where there might've been a bit of embellishment. And and I think early on they, they they bid on it with Palat and that early one, but now to your point again, we talked about it a bit earlier, but Yeah. I I prefer I prefer to keep the same refs throughout the series no question.
0: Yeah, I, I inconsistency's been a huge question, so I think yeah. that might be able to answer that. So good good call Jess. All right, that's tonight's second period. Tonight's third period is brought to you as always by Wheel Hub Asia. Wheel Hub
2: Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three-on-three inline hockey league. Wheel Hub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. For inline hockey players, by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to their website at wheelhubasia.com.
0: All right, gentlemen, to close out tonight's podcast our third period we're going to start off with a final look at our prediction and Jess you and Paul both had Tampa to win this series Jess you and seven Paul you and six are you sticking with it what's going to happen in game six you want to make a change what's going to happen
1: okay so I think uh, we talked about it already what Colorado learned from today they're going to take a they're going to take this they're going to break down a tape I think they're going to win the cup game six in Tampa Bay. If they don't, Tampa Bay will win the cup. Oh, Polly.
2: Yeah. I mean, if they don't win next game, it's going to be really tough for
0: them to kind of, to come back. So yeah, I got to agree with Jess. Oh, wow. I'm going to stick with Colorado and seven. Um, I think they are going to get over this hump. Um, they haven't been able to, they had the opportunity today. Winning it in Tampa Bay, just going to be real tough against this team. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, Um, but if anyone can do it, it's Colorado. So I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, put it, it's not out of the question. Is what I'm saying, trying to say here, but I'm going to stick with Colorado in seven.
1: They need a big game. They need a big game from Kemper. No weak goals. They didn't give up much today. They they can't give up those weak goals. So um, Kemper is going to need to show up. 100%. 100% 100%. 100% Folly?
2: is not your record on the uh, questions today, Chris. Uh, so <laughs> third question in the third period is going to be a lob ball. There oh, we go. God, please. Here we go. Which team did the Edmonton Oilers trade Yari Curry to in 1991? Do you want multiple choice or you guys pretty know, you You must know this. I think you went to the Rangers, right? Well, that's one of my options. Oh man, we got—he won the cup with
1: New York, right? He won the cup. Here we go.
2: Here we go. Here we go. You want some options? Chris looks like he needs some options.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Was it the New York Rangers? Was it the LA Kings? Was it the Philadelphia Flyers, or was it the Boston Bruins?
1: <laughs> Wait, were the Rangers oh. in there? Was the Rangers? <laughs> yeah, that was the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh!
1: Did he go to L.A. to
0: follow to follow his Rangers, line Kings,
1: Flyers,
0: Bruins?
1: I think he went to New York.
0: Yeah, I think he did too. Jess, I'm going to go with LA the Rangers.
1: Follow the great one, the great one said. I need my line mate. I'm that going sounds-
0: Rangers. I'm going Rangers too boys, you shouldn't have went Rangers.
2: Because survey says... Actually, no. Survey says... <laughs> <laughs> you're both wrong. Hey! No! <laughs> listen to uh, Here it is. Jerry Curry was traded to Philadelphia. a uh-huh. Yeah. With Dave Brown and Corey Foster for Scott Mellenby, Craig Berube, and Craig Fisher. But then... Curry was traded to L.A. the same day.
0: Oh my gosh! Ball. I was
2: gonna say he didn't lob play ball. a game Curry for the never, Flyers. Never ever played with the Flyers. You like that lob ball, boys? That was a lob ball. Thanks, Polly Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As good. always, oh for
0: three, boys. I'm back. 0 for yes. <laughs> <laughs> back on track. The more things change, the more they stay the same. All right. That's fair. Last
1: week was a fluke.
0: Yeah, absolute fluke, boys. Absolute, absolute fluke. Paul, I hate to put you on the spot here again, but I think we're gonna to end tonight's podcast with another edition of story time oh, from Uncle Paul. Are we done, boys? Are we done? We're done, boys. We are done. Yeah. We're keeping it, we're keeping it tight.
2: Today. Oh, here it is. Here it is, then. Because of all this controversy, I'm gonna read a little bit of a controversial story Ooh. from our good friend. Andrew Potnick. Yes, the book is back. I found the book. I was just, I lost (laughs) the book. I was running into stories (laughs) online. I was like, I got to find that book. Anyways, listen to this one, boys. Gather around, children. One of the most controversial cup winning goals ever came in 1999 when the Dallas Stars beat. The Buffalo Sabers. Brett Hull scored the winner in triple overtime, but his foot was clearly in the crease, which is a violation of rules of the day. That's it. That's it. That Imagine that, losing the cup when it's like that's 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 obviously not a goal. Hey yeah, boys,
0: hockey awesome lower. All yeah. I could say is the poor Sabes. Oh, my God. The Sabes. They've never, been the, same. <laughs> Saves this never poor, been the same. This poor franchise. I mean, that was their chance. <laughs>
2: that was
1: it. <laughs> yeah, they've never been the same. Those uh, guys. Uh, yeah. Have you guys heard, of,
2: heard from Maritime Rob lately? I, uh, you know, No, haven't heard from him. He's pretty uh, quiet since the yeah. Oilers went the Oilers, down.
1: Oilers <laughs> kind of.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, if Maritime Rob is listening. Hi, Rob uh we'll have to get a sandwich someday maybe even today maybe it already happened but uh... (laughs) Uh, jess Jess, it's
1: good to see you on your feet buddy horrible to hear you got a little bit sick there for a bit Um, yeah i'm surviving boys i'm surviving uh, it's great to see the great to see the studios back up and running great to have you guys there hopefully in the next few weeks i'll be back in hong kong and we'll uh we'll be coming to you live from the sunset studio
0: that's it Um, that's right and just a quick shout out and thank you to everyone who's been chatting with us online and sending in your thoughts and opinions. We really appreciate the interaction. If you guys have any comments or questions for the podcast, don't be afraid to send them in uh, in any way you want. Find us on social media or or send in an email or send in a, an audio question. Everyone knows Polly's phone number in this city.
1: Just do whatever you want
0: just inter- just interact let's go yeah, yeah yeah come and do my job i i don't
2: do that yeah. anymore it's great you want to be a host
1: well sure yeah, sure <laughs> he can host it
2: <laughs> yeah. so
0: gentlemen we are going to see lord stanley's cup handed out this week it's bittersweet to see it happen but i'm really looking forward to it uh, an excellent playoff so far i'm um, looking forward to a great game six i hope it goes seven because hey who doesn't want to see stanley cup final game seven
1: that's right gentlemen
0: thanks again as always thanks for tuning in folks that was across the pond and that's a wrap thank you once again to our amazing sponsors the china hockey group accessoryhouseglobal.com wheel hub asia the big bite restaurant felix and co psalm sleep and yardley brothers craft brewery and of course our head honcho here at sunset studio mr paul mcclain Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to AcrossthePondHK.com or find us on social media at AcrossthePondHK. All right, buddy. See you All next right. week. Yeah. See ya, Jess. See Great soon. job, buddy.
2: Ciao. Ciao, boys. Bye, All right. Later. Bye-bye.